This is the Gambling Gauchos. Hey, if we keep playing and fighting for each other, and no matter what happens, we just say, what's next? That's all we do. Somebody turn on some damn music. You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need, money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be the day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, the money line matadors, the casino cowboys, Parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. With the Gambling Gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Rowe. He's Kyle Jacobson, live in the Cardinals Sports Center studio. If you want to gear up for Texas Tech baseball or basketball, well, I guess not basketball anymore, but baseball, if you have a little leaguer. I was at the uh, Texas Tech baseball game today. I was looking back at Keith Patrick in the press box and... uh, I looked back around and somebody noticed the Gambling Gauchos hat. And he said, hey, where'd you get that Gambling Gauchos hat? It's said, Cardinals. I don't know that he, he knew that who I was, but I did tell him to get a Gambling Gauchos hat at Cardinals. Did and you then, hit him with that, don't you know who I am? No, I didn't. But the day before I did, um, Bo Blessy's parents were behind me. And he goes, hey, uh, you just a big fan of the Gauchos or what? <laughs> I, was like, no, I'm, I was like, I'm a Gaucho. And then the mom was like... Uh, well, which one of you posted something about our son? And I was like, oh, was it good? <laughs> yeah, did you like they what were we like, posted? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Kyle if he didn't like it. Yeah, but, that's uh, the way to handle that. No, no, no. They, it was good. So That's funny. Uh, big fans of the Gauchos at the ballpark. Lots of people recognize the hat. Everyone was like, man, Kyle's awesome, but you uh, you need some work. That's how, that's how most of the conversations went. I'm sure it was the other way around. Anyways, Kyle, how you doing, man? Good, man. Happy Selection Sunday. Happy Selection Sunday, first one in a while. We have not been uh, basking in the glory or at least looking ahead to where Texas Tech was going to play. Uh, but lots of Big 12 basketball to talk about. Uh, some good matchups. Gauchos versus Baylor. That'll be a good one. Love that. Uh, we can look through the rest. D- do you want to spend any time on Texas Tech basketball or we have, uh, have we put enough effort into that? The only two things I want to talk about are them declining an NIT opportunity. Okay. Because um, I tweeted about that, or excuse me, the Gauchos tweeted about that. Who who sent it? The world may never know. Um, and th- th- there was some pushback, which I expected, but they made that official, I think, the very next day, saying we're not going to pursue postseason opportunities. Um, and then Elijah Fisher, uh, with that news or – or fake news. I, I think that's been disputed, but I, I think that's the only thing I want to cover from Texas Tech's perspective, and the rest will be 
Big 12, mailbag, all that good stuff. So we did get – somebody else got in the portal. Oh, Fardos. Uh, right after the game, Fardos was in the portal. Yeah, that's crazy how quickly he got that edit ready. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then today, Elijah Fisher from – they were crediting Tipton edits, which I guess he works with on three. But when somebody credited Tipton, he was like, no, it was this other guy. And then Kevin Knowles, well-known Kevin Knowles. I think Kirk. Kirk, sorry, Kirk Knowles. Is Kevin his brother? Kirk Lee Knowles uh, tweeted that was not true. And I, I would say he is uh, at least familiar with the situation more so than Tipton edits. So I think Kirk may have been pulling a, a Kyle because th- at least the tweet that I saw, he didn't dispute that Fisher was entering the portal, which is one report. The one that Kirk retweeted or quote tweeted said, Elijah Fisher is transferring. And as we know, guys can enter the portal and not transfer. Right. So maybe that was, he was playing some semantics there. Um, but in, interesting to follow I, I, because that was a storyline that throughout the season we were like, hey, you've got this kid. He, he's raw, but the team isn't playing very well. It might be good to get him some minutes. And I'm not saying that's the sole reason behind him entering the portal, allegedly. Um, but I think th- this was not surprising to people that were calling for him to get more minutes during the season. Right. Um, I, on the transfer portal stuff, I like talking about it. I like following it. Um, you know, till June or July, we like talking about who Texas Tech is looking at, who who they're going after. But until you have a head coach, you can't really know. Um, and again, I would not blame any Texas Tech player to be in the transfer portal until there is a coach hired, because yeah. you don't know. And I, I, I want Fisher to stay. I mean, he, he was in a, a, another stratosphere than the guy I'm about to mention, but we've seen guys come here for one season, not get many minutes, leave, and then by their junior year, they're like legit contributors. I'm thinking Josh Mbala, um, dudes like that. And so Vladislav Golden. Yeah, I, I didn't know he was playing much. Uh, Big Russ, I think, was a contributor yep. uh, at USF this year. And so anytime a guy reclassifies and comes in as a true freshman who should be a senior in high school, I don't think you expect him to come in and be um, you know, eating up a ton of minutes, playing at a high level. Like there, There's going to be growing pains. You take Elijah Fisher for year two, year three, when hopefully his – insane athleticism really develops into something. And so I really hope he comes back. I don't want him to be one of those guys that, you know, in, in the 2024, 2025 tournament, he's killing it for somebody else. Um, so whether he's in the portal or not, I guess it's still, I don't know, but I hope he comes back and that, you know, who knows? And maybe he put his name in the portal to wait and see who we hire and then he'll be back in. Um, but yeah, you, you saw a lot of potential there, and I hope he's a piece that you have coming back. Agreed. Even a guy like Micah Peavy, who was here for one year and then went to TCU, has done about what he did at Texas Tech at TCU for two years. So yeah, that is what it is. Um, you also mentioned not going to the NIT. Now, I'm sure you would have been invited to the NIT, but it's not a guarantee that you would have been because you were 16 and 16. You generally have to have a winning record to be invited. And I think they kind of went away from having to have a winning record, but you have to be the best team from your conference to not go to the NCAA tournament. And with the 
exclusion of Oklahoma State from the NCAA tournament, Oklahoma State would have been the automatic from the Big 12 to go to the NIT. So just because you said you weren't going to pursue any offers, that doesn't mean you were guaranteed to have a spot in the NIT. No. Um, Likely, but yeah. not guaranteed. Well, then even if you don't get a bid for the NIT, which I think you would have, you could go play in the – is it the CBI? Well, you have to pay to do that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, NIT or CBI, I'm not interested. No. Um, and the, the pushback that, that we got from that tweet, it, it was exactly what you'd expect. You know, these guys worked hard all season. It should be their decision. The young guys need more experience. Okay, well, well, here's the problem with that. You already have two guys with eligibility in the portal. And so it, if they're looking for other opportunities, they're not going to sign up for some exhibition tournament. They're going to go start taking visits somewhere else. Um, I, I just think the NIT is for programs with less access to the NCAA tournament. So if you're from a mid-major or low-major, it's for programs that are brand new to the postseason and could use some experience like TCU uh, when they first started under Jamie Dixon. I'm not taking a shot at TCU, but like th that program hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in forever. So the NIT was a, a normal building block for them. Um, the NIT is not for programs whose coach is under suspension or was just fired and who's missing the NCAA tournament for the first time in five seasons. It's just not like you clearly have internal issues. You need to get your own house in order. You don't need to be playing an exhibition game in a tournament that for all intents and purposes doesn't matter. And I get that. Oh, well, we want the young guys to play. Okay. They played 32 games or two more, especially for giving Elijah Fisher eight minutes. Is that going to make or break anybody's development? No. And so I think it's kind of a, I get why people say that. I just don't agree that that outweighs all the downsides of going. Well, and who's coaching them? There's no staff. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, I, I, I don't think there's any staff uh, left over now. Maybe there's some staff retained eventually when a new coach gets in. Speaking of new coaches, two tweets from uh, Coaching Changes on Twitter, which... I always thought it was pretty plugged in, but they've been pretty snarky this go-around. I don't know if a new guy got the password or what. Because um, I've heard in the past that that is an account of some ex-coaches and guys plugged in other places. It's like five or six dudes with one Twitter handle that they all share, so they have some plausible deniability. Um, but earlier in the week, they tweeted... Uh, I cannot, you know, say this enough, how wild this is, but Barrett Peary kissed so much ass when he was in Lubbock that he's a candidate for this job. Uh, if he is, cool, but that's because he was a really good recruiter and has been a successful head coach in the past and made relationships while he was here, not because he was kissing ass. And then if, again if today, anything, huh? If If anything, Rob, sorry to interrupt. Um, his departure sounds like it was expedited by him not being willing yeah. to kiss the ring and bend the knee. And so I, I don't know all the inner workings. I don't know where that came from on the Coaching Changes Twitter account. Um, it sounds like 
there's an axe to grind there. I mean, it does. It's all about phrasing. You can say, oh, well, he just kissed everybody's ass. Okay. Or was he just a really personable, personable guy who's, like you said, is great at building relationships? If that's the case, that's not any fault of his. Well, and he specified that he kissed a certain donor's ass. Yeah. Um, it feels like it feels like there's a certain amount of, I don't know, an ex assistant coach that uh, is running that handle and got pushed out by a donor or something at his previous stop, and so he yeah. doesn't want donor involvement. I do just want to say one small thing about a very small segment of the Texas Tech fan base that is upset that Dustin Womble is on the search committee and is in and around the involvement for hiring the next coach. We begged as Texas Tech fans for decades to be a part of the big boys. We wanted to have donors. We, we wanted to have T. Boone Pickens. We wanted to compete at the highest level. We didn't want to have any more stepping stones. We didn't want to have to do all of that, right? Now you don't. You're one of the big boys because of guys like Dustin Womble, and he's going to be involved. He's also a regent. He's not just some dude out there. So quit crying and accept the help because he's done a ton of good for the program, and uh, I don't think it's been detrimental at all. Now, there's a lot of people that just don't know the whole story that are blaming um, the donors for souring on Mark Adams because he didn't win enough, and that's why they fired him. And if that's your opinion, you're you're just a little bit clueless. Do you think Oklahoma State football? Do you think that program is in a better state than it was 15 or 20 years ago because of T Boone Pickens? Yes. Do you think Texas A&M football today under Jimbo Fisher is in a better state because of their donors' involvement? I mean, yes. You do? Better state than when? Than they otherwise would be. Than if they had normal donors, I guess. I mean, they paid for one of the best recruiting classes ever. and And what did that do for them? Well... I guess what I'm getting at is there's a right way to do big money donors and there's a wrong way to do big money donors. Yes. And so the fact that we have one, and we have more than just Womble, but one in this instance isn't a bad thing in and of itself. Right. Now, if he's like literally telling Kirby who to hire and like meddling, then that is where it becomes a problem. But I don't think any of us are upset that, you know, we're going to have a new South end zone or that we have the Womble indoor practice facility or any of that. So you have to take the good with the bad in, in some sense. And like, if you're worried about the perception or whatever, okay, like I get it. But like the alternative, like you're saying, is to not be at the big boys table. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Would you rather have Kirby Hookut make a unilateral hire for the next basketball coach or Dustin Womble? Hmm. About even, huh? Yeah, I I think you know my stance on this. I don't want anybody to make a unilateral hire. I, right. I like checks and balances on big decisions like this. Same. Um, on one hand, Kirby is a professional at this, right? Like he he gets paid big money to hire these to make these kinds of hires. 
On the other hand, it's Dusty Womble's money. He's got a personal stake in it. I don't think he's going to write a check for somebody he's not like absolutely certain of. And I'm not saying Kirby's like real nonchalant about it, but I think Kirby's in an easier position. When they have to buy out Mark Adams, it's not coming out of Kirby's wallet. It's coming out of the donors' wallets. Um, I don't know. I'll say Kirby because he's the pro. But I'd I'd rather they work together and find a good candidate. (laughs) Yeah, that would be my ultimate preference. Uh, And I don't. I guess I don't think we talked about the committee yet. Um, I've got a few thoughts. Love Norrance. Love Norrance Odiase. I love that he's involved. He has been very active in the Texas Tech community uh, since he left, and he's very active in it currently. He was. Uh, watching and following along and live tweeting games this season. Very excited for him to be involved. Dustin, we just talked about. I do enjoy Dustin Womble being on the committee. Obviously, Kirby Hokut is on the committee. Um, I am 50-50 on whether or not I want Joey McGuire involved. A, I love it. I love it. You know, culture knows culture. Coaches, no coaches. Um, he can be involved. It's not about X's and O's with Joey McGuire. It's about um, preparation and attitude of a head coach. And he absolutely knows those things. B, on the other hand, he's busy, right? <laughs> like, he's got his own things to do. It's spring football. He's, he's you know, involved in spring football, and they're getting ready for a season. I I don't know. I, I uh, Overall, I love it that he's involved and that he wants to take an, a, a, an ownership in the athletic department. But this isn't, you know, the booster club back at Cedar Hill or whatever. It's This is high-level Texas Tech athletics, and I don't know. It just It's a little – it's it's just a, a new, I guess, is what it is. So I mean, I, I like it. I don't, I don't want people to think I don't like it, but it's just right. odd. So I think in some sense, part of why you want those two on the committee has already served its purpose, and that is the fan base, the public reaction to having them on the committee. Sure. Like, I do think they'll be involved, and I think they have an important voice. But it, even if they didn't, like if they were on the committee and didn't participate in any candidate interviews, nothing – uh, it still gives Womble and Hokut some cover and say like, oh, well, we had people from the Texas Tech athletics community very involved in this. Um, I think I actually love Norrance on the committee more than Joey. And you know how much, I mean, we're both huge Joey fans. Right. But he's a football. He doesn't know anything about basketball. Now, now he knows about running a program and establishing a culture, and that, that'll be an important part. But Norrance is not that many years removed from being a player. Right. And I think that voice is very important. Like, He's going to know what 19, 20-year-old guys want and need in a leader and in a head coach and in a program. And so having somebody with that knowledge and wisdom, like very direct, not so far removed from those days, versus having a bunch of 55-year-old guys kind of guess at what they think 18-year-olds would like in a coach, um, I think that's an important element of this. And if you had to name a player from the last 10 years that emulated the brand that Joey McGuire talks about, it's... Norrits Odiase. Norrits. Yeah, hands and he's down. He's just a tough SOB and he still plays that way. He's he's he uh he was with oh, who where was he? Um in Charlotte, I think, South Carolina or whatever. 
Uh, and then he got waived, shows up in Texas at the, the Legends, the Mavericks G League, and now he's starting. Uh, he's been starting the last couple of games there with the Legends. Just still out there putting in the work. Uh, he's got a successful podcast that uh, where he talks about, uh, you know, beating the hell out of your mind, bully, knocking that negative voice back and believing in yourself. It's, uh, I just, I really respect Norton Sodiasse, and I, I think he's a really good fit for being a part of the program. And I love that they're keeping him around because I feel like they're going to find a place for him on the staff whenever he, uh, hangs up the, the high tops. I think so. And, and you tweeted something that, to that effect that he should be the minister of culture. And that's sort of like a meme label after McConaughey's involvement sure. at UT, but, but yeah, like you need a, a tone setter. Um, you would love to have that in the locker room, like on the roster. But if if you don't, or if that doesn't come as naturally, uh, I think it's okay to have a guy kind of facilitate that and say like, "Hey, you're in a player development leadership role. Call it whatever you want to call it." Um, but yeah, you, you need a guy like Norris to to set the tone there. Yeah, if you it, it, I mean, yes, I was joking about minister of culture, but if you hired him as the director of player development, I mean, who's batting an eye? Right, and the relationships he builds and and everything else, I I just think he'd be really good at it. Yeah, I do too. Um, do you want to talk coaching candidates? Uh, yeah, do you want to go back to the the coaching changes handle that uh, they put out today? Sure. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's kind of, I think that one is even more shocking and like what than the Rick Pitino report from John Rothstein. Yes. Which by the way, never believed that one. Pitino's no. an East Coast guy. Rothstein is an East an East Coast guy. Uh then the New York Post was like the first one to quote unquote confirm Rothstein's reporting. The entire time I thought that was um Pitino's agent angling for St. John's in Georgetown. Yes. But I like okay let's let's real talk for a second. You just had a guy resign. Right. We won't say that he was fired, but he resigned. Right. Um, in part due to a like semi scandal. I don't know if the investigation proved anything beyond a shadow of a doubt, but it didn't look good from a PR standpoint. A little bit of a black eye. Kirby Hocutt is about the most buttoned up PR guy that there is. Like, I think we've heard that he was hesitant to hire Dana Holgerson because Dana was a little bit rough around the edges for him. Right. He is not going to move off of Mark Adams and go get a guy who cheated on his wife and then paid his mistress to get an abortion as the next head coach to follow in yeah. Mark Adams' footsteps. Like, let's get real for a second. Yeah. And then allegedly knew that a prostitution ring was happening in his recruiting dorms. Yes, Kirby Hoka is not ever going to hire that guy. And you can say, well, it's, you know, he's got this committee now. They're going to make the hire. Okay, well, Kirby can veto it. Yeah. And if, and unless President Skuvenek wants to fire Kirby, which also, I hate to tell you, ain't happening, because uh, the two of them work really well together, Rick Pitino and the like, Art Bryles, whoever, are not ever going to be hired here. Right. So the one today, six hours ago, from yeah, Coach K. at Coaching Changes, 
I heard something from a source that has not been a clown previously. I can not and do not believe it, but it's worth reporting just because the earth-shattering nature of the tip, if it somehow happened. We've been told Texas Tech made Coach K an offer he couldn't refuse. You come to me. You know what that sounds like? day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> yeah? That sounds like a chat GPT prompt. Yeah. Like, hey, go ahead and draft a tweet as if Texas Tech made Coach K an offer he can't refuse. Uh, yeah. Like, just some of the phrasing there is, like, really weird. Well, again, it's it's a bunch of dudes that aren't media but are acting like it. I, I just – No. Again, Coach K is 76 and was washed at Duke until he finally got to the Final Four in his final season. And doesn't like uh, the nature of NIL and all that stuff, and that's why he was moving on. Could you imagine Coach K and Don Williams, though? No, I can't. In press press conferences. I will say, though, Coach K will demand – He'll demand a presence. National media would be in Lubbock. That would be an incredible hire. I don't know if it would work, but that would be an incredible hire. It's um, Bob Knight again, right? It's Bob Knight again, yeah. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And it would invigorate the the fan base. It would be a huge splash. But at 76, what, what are you getting out of him? Three years? Mishes to Bandit, right? You're just finding the next guy. Now, could you hire, could you let him handpick the next guy and for him to train? I guess, but who's that going to be? I also don't think there's such a thing as an offer that Coach K can't refuse. Now, he coached uh, yeah. at a private school, Duke, so I don't know if his salary terms were ever made public, but Coach Cal at Kentucky, I think, makes about nine mil per year. Yeah. Let's say that Coach K was at two thirds that, and he made six mil a year at Duke. If you're cashing checks for six mil into your mid seventies, what could Texas Tech offer you? That you're like, well, you know, I was going to retire a multi multi millionaire, but like, and if we're going to pay a guy, like, let's say that the offer Coach K couldn't refuse is eight and a half million a year. If you're going to pay eight and a half million a year, go get the best young coach in the game right now. Like, yeah. Go get Sean Miller or Bus Bus, yeah, or Mick Cronin or or yeah, Eric Musselman. Like you're not you're not kicking the tires on a 76 year old. Unless the offer, like okay, so when Bill Parcells came out of retirement, or at least at the end of his career, came to the Cowboys, the reason he came wasn't because of the money; it's because they offered him like he was basically the GM for two years. You get full control. You get to shop for the groceries, he called it. Like, what does that deal look like for Coach K? He had it at Duke. Any other program in the country would offer that that has a job opening for two years of Coach K. So I don't know what Texas Tech can offer now. Is that a cool thing to think about? Sure. Could that also just be Texas Tech's PR department floating that out there? If it is, what's the benefit of that? That's like Texas floating that they're, you know, Urban Meyer's doing house shopping. Urban Meyer's wife is doing house shopping in Texas, or Nick Saban's wife is doing uh, realtor searches in Austin, 
and then hiring Charlie Strong and Tom Herman. Yeah. Like anything not Coach K is going to be a letdown if that's the PR that's coming out of here. Now, maybe Coach K is floating Texas Tech like Rick Patino was to come back somewhere. But if Coach K wants to coach again, go coach the Olympic team or go be in the NBA. Like, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, you said another name I would really like to go after, Mick Cronin. Um, but at UCLA, he could, he could, live and be in and around the the Pac-12 for one more year and they go to the Big Ten? Yeah. Um, let's talk more realistic candidates. And I realize that the term realistic might be subjective and a guy that you and I might think is realistic, one of our listeners is going to say there's no way that's possible or a guy we think is unrealistic, somebody might insist, is a possibility. Um, I think Graham McCasland is the most common name, and if you and I were odds makers, he wouldn't be. Um, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be like. He he would still be plus money, but he'd be the shortest odds. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. Um, can you poach a Big Twelve peer like an Otzelberger or a Tang? I think it's unlikely. Um. Uh, well, I'm going to say this before we get too far down the road here. In baseball, it's three strikes and you're out. In coaching searches, it doesn't matter if 46 guys tell you no. Right. You can still hire somebody on attempt number 47. And so you don't have to find the guy in the second or third interview. Um, you can go take a shot that you think has a 1% chance of working you can try that 50 times. Yeah. And I know, I know that make him say no is like a meme. But, yeah, like call Billy Donovan. Be like, hey, four years with the Bulls. Y'all stink. Do you want back in the college game? If you do, we've got incredible facilities. We'll pay you well. You'll be in the best conference in the country. And maybe maybe he wants to interview. Who knows? Um, now, that's just an example. You know, Sean Miller, would he leave Xavier after one year? I don't know. Probably not. But do you call him saying like, "Hey man, how much do you make right now? Is it two and a half?" Yeah. If we if we doubled it, would you want to interview? Um, yeah, you know, I think there's limitations to that. Like, yeah, you're not getting Calipari right from Kentucky, but I, I don't see the issue with making 15, 20 guys tell you no and say like, "No, I don't want to even interview for a fifty percent salary raise. I'm good." And if they tell you that, great. Um, so anyway, who's realistic? Who's not? I think McCasland is. Um. I know locations right now better than I know names. Oral Roberts. Yeah. Um, Paul Mills. Paul Mills. Um, Mississippi State, is that Jans or Johns? Yeah, it's a soft J. Yeah. Jans, Jans, Jans. Um, Florida Atlantic is Dusty May. believe so. They're 31-3. and three. You know, I don't know how good their strength of schedule is, but 31-3 and three is 31-3. and three. Um, who else have we heard that, you know, uh, Barrett Peary, do you, do you bring him back? Was his time as an assistant here encouraging enough that you might make him the head coach? Um, I, I, I've joked about a lot of guys on Twitter, but the, the coach K report from coaching changes is so funny. Cause I was like the very first one that we right. tweeted a picture of him and said, make him say no. And I was like, that was an obvious joke. I think the only one that I haven't really been totally sarcastic about is Sean Miller. Um, like you've said before, what he got in trouble for at Arizona is now legal. 
Now, I think it'd be tough to prime away after one year. And I know a guy you like, Shaka. Would, would he leave Marquette? I don't know. They have it rolling. They're a two seed. But guys like Shaka and Sean Miller, call them and say, hey, man, how much do you make? If we gave you $1 million more per year, would you come interview? And see what they say. And I, I thought Shaka did a really good job at Texas. He just did never seem like a good fit. He feels like a good fit at Texas Tech because Texas Tech naturally has a chip on their shoulder and feels like an underdog, even in the conference. And over there in silk pajama land, uh, just never felt like that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he recruited really well. He had NBA guys yep. over and over. And some of it, too, might have just been endemic to that program and that culture because they'd have good teams. You know, they, they, they were three-seed in the tournament lost to Abilene Christian. And so, you know, he had other teams that weren't that highly seeded as well that never made it that far in the tournament. I think he might have only won one tournament game at Texas. Well, they won the NIT. Yeah, sorry. He did not. There. He did NCAA not. Tournament. He did not win an NCAA tournament game. Wow. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm not out on Shaka. If McCasland is one and done in the NCAA tournament, I would not hire him. I know. I know that seems really short sighted. I don't think they made it. They uh, lost oh. to UAB. That's and they true. Did not at large. Well, if he wins the NIT, I would move on as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think, I, I think McCaslin, and this is not a shot at him. McCaslin is a guy who can be number fifteen or twenty on your list after you call Sean Miller, Shaka Smart, right, and make them say no, right? Like that's a big meme. But seriously, why would you just pass over Shaka Smart and make Graham McCaslin your first interview before reaching out to guys that have done it at this level before? Um, let's see. Sean Miller at Xavier, a three seed. Buzz Williams is a name I've heard from Texas A&M. I, I, I don't know. He's a seven seed. Isn't he an, an Aggie? Didn't he go there? I, I don't know, but I wouldn't hire him. I just no. have seen people say that. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas and Illinois, uh, those are two head coaches that people have talked about in regards to this coaching Search or at least the last coaching search that Texas Tech had Underwood and um, Musbus allegedly involved in that. So Underwood is interesting to me because I think when the K State job was open and they hired Tang, they ultimately didn't hire Underwood. But you and I follow media members from K State that swore he was a legit candidate yeah. and that he would at least be open minded to it. Um, I, I would imagine he's well paid at Illinois. But if he was – and K-State is his alma mater, so that's another wrinkle to this. Right. But if he was open to a change and coming to the Big 12 a year ago, um, I would I would imagine that door is at least still unlocked or maybe even cracked open. It, it, again, it's worth the call. Uh, that would be a return to the Big 12. He had one season at Oklahoma State that turned into uh, bands, by the way. That was uh, – his one season there ended up – hurting the uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He's also the so, head coach at Stephen F. Austin, and two of their in NCAA runs were vacated. Uh, do you remember um, Holy Holyfield was there yeah. mm-hmm. at Stephen F. Austin? And then I think you played him and beat him in the tournament. That was, I believe, Underwood was there at that time. They 
you miraculously covered, I think, a nine-point spread in that game, but they yeah. almost beat you. It was, like, really close till the final three minutes, and then that was you covered the with free throws. First Elite Eight run? No. Uh, yes, that was Zaire. Zaire uh, yes, yeah, so that was a 2018 squad. I was at that game. Oh, maybe um, not. Maybe that wasn't Underwood then. He, I think he beat West Virginia in a 12-5 game. Um, a couple years prior to that. But, um, hey, if we're talking baggage, if any coach has baggage or recruiting violations from pre-NIL, I do not care. Yeah. To me, it's like uh, – I was going to make an analogy. Like, the legalization of marijuana, not to get political. Right. Like, okay, yes, that was against the law in some states. Now it's not. Like, if you're – now, in most states, if you get caught with that, it's like whatever. So yeah. if guys are paying players when probably everyone was and they just got caught and now it's legal, I don't really consider that a, a detriment. No, and again, everyone is paying pay- players before, at least uh, most most teams in some way, some form or fashion. Um, uh, so I see in the chat Ben McCollum. Yep. I'm I'm intrigued by that. I'd be open to it. I just haven't seen that discussed anywhere. Like I don't know if he's right a consideration. And we've been reaching out to people to see who is in consideration. I I legitimately believe they're still coming up with a pool of candidates. A draft board. And I don't I don't know that they've even really started the process to hiring the next guy. And I I, I uh what's a date? Uh, eight, let's say April 1st, uh, over under April 1st, under being before April 1st, that a, a, a coach is announced. Not not zeroing in on, not likely to go legitimately announced here at Texas Tech. April 4th be- is when uh, Mark Adams was announced. I'll say before. Yeah, I think after. I just don't think any coach that, unless the guy you're going to hire is in like the final four, then I think you'll have time to wrap it up before then. Yeah. Hey, I would love to hire. I don't even know who's going to make the final four this year. If you get one of those guys, then great. So I'd I'd love to be wrong. But if it is McCaslin, I mean, you can inter- you could be interviewing him right now if you wanted to. Um, and if it's a guy that loses in the first round at a mid-major or whatever, you, you have a couple weeks to wrap that up before April 1st. So what, March 25th? That's when the Elite Elite 8 is. Did you go after that or before that? No, I think it'll be in that window, March 25th to April 1st. Because if you're in the Sweet 16 and you lose, it it would still take 72 hours to come interview, let's negotiate the contract, all that. A couple of overs in the chat. Um, Any NCAA tournament games that really intrigued you? Yeah. As, as far as maybe inside the, the Texas Tech coaching search and beyond it? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll really be watching the tournament from that lens, just at, unless and until, like, if we hear three names or, like, the finalists and they're in the tournament. But if it's this tight-lipped and we don't know, I'm not going to allow that to occupy too much headspace because you could be after any one of a dozen or a couple dozen guys um, mostly Big 12 games that I'm looking at. And then 
the I think very high likelihood that A and M and Texas play each other, and I think A and M is kind of underrated um, in the second round for a trip to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, we got Gauchos versus Baylor in the chat. We have UC Santa Barbara, a fourteen seed. Uh, they're the Gauchos. That's their mascot. So be watching that one. And of course, Iowa State, Kansas State. Uh, I won't be following Kansas until later. I mean, I'm just not. Well, I, I take that back. Of course, they're a one seed, so not interested in their first round game. But I think whoever wins that Illinois Arkansas game in the eight nine could be a, at least an intriguing matchup for Kansas. Like those two squads yeah. have some athleticism. They played big boy basketball all year. They're not going to be phased by just showing up and seeing Jayhawks across the chest. Um, so that could be a compelling second round matchup. There are a lot of really compelling second round matchups. If West Virginia can get through Maryland in the first round, uh, they'll be matched up with Alabama. Um, and and West Virginia, that eight, nine game. So they're, I think we've alluded to this before, but the computers love West Virginia. Like if, if Ken Palm was seeding them, they'd be like a four. I think they're Ken Palm 14 or something like that. Um, so they're way better analytically than their seeding shows. And that's a bit of a rivalry game. Like they, uh, they've always been on an Island in the big 12 and, you know, they've always wanted to play Maryland, Virginia tech Pitt, And so that, I think that's intriguing for sure. Um, Kansas state, assuming they win, they would get a probably Kentucky squad or, or Providence in the second round. That'd be a good game. Um, Iowa state, feels like they got screwed with a six seed and they're, they're probably right. Uh, and they get, they get the winner of the play in 11 game between Mississippi state and Pitt, I believe. And I think those are dangerous. Th- those every year, there's a, a play in team on the 11 line that goes to the sweet 16, mm-hmm. or at least it seems like it. Um, so I would, I would hate to be the six playing the winner of an 11 on 11 matchup. UCLA went to the final four from that 11 seed several years ago. Yeah. Um, I would much rather be the five in that seed than be the six, or I'd much rather be the sixth than the five there. Uh, the five has to play Drake, and then uh, obviously the one seed in that is Houston, who without Sasser is kind of a, a hurt Houston team. Um, now, I would say Xavier is going to be, if they make it through, uh, is going to be very interesting. Uh, and then. Potentially Iowa State, Texas, uh, Texas, Texas A and M. They're in the second round, but the Sweet Sixteen could be Iowa State, Texas, which also uh, would be very interesting. On this A and M versus Penn State matchup, the seven versus ten, um, the winner, winner gets to play Texas, barring a, I think, fifteen point upset. Um, people are like, "Well, hold your horses. The Aggies might not win that one." And like, sure, they could lose. Um, but at least one analytic source, T rank, since January first has A and M as like the sixth best team in the country. Penn State's forty seventh in that same time span. Yeah. So I was surprised to see. I think the Aggies opened as like two and a half or three point favorites. I thought it'd be more like five or six. Um, I, I think it's at least pretty likely you get A and M versus Texas in that second round, which I think is great. I'm just a guy who likes rivalries. So, um, and I think A and M might might be a better team than their seed number indicates. That is a really tough draw for Kansas, having to play Arkansas or Illinois in the second round, because both those teams have underperformed but have high ceilings. Yeah. Um, TCU, Arizona State, or Nevada, 
should be terrifying for them. But um, if they get through that, it's only Gonzaga that's waiting on them in the three six. Um, that's going to be tough for TCU as well. Do you think Oklahoma State got snubbed? Uh, by the product of the Big Twelve, yes. Um, like Nevada in that eleven seed, uh, Mississippi State, Pittsburgh are both of those teams better than Oklahoma State? Um, I thought Oklahoma State would be in eleven. Arizona State, Nevada. Um, what's the other play in? Texas Southern. Oh, that's the sixteen. Yeah, those are the two eleven plans. I, I don't know. Uh. Do I think Oklahoma State should have got in the Big 12 tournament? Yes, I think the Big 12, the NCAA tournament, I think the Big 12 is an eight-bid eight, eight bid league, but win more. Don't go 500 and or below 500 and, and struggle. and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see both sides of it. Um, they went 8-4 and four in what was a mediocre to poor non-conference slate. Yes. Had they even gone 9-3, and 10-2, they're probably in. Yeah. Um. On the other hand, the committee, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think net was born out of, the net rankings were born out of the committee saying, we need a replacement for RPI. We're going to invent our own metric that's going to help us make these decisions. And I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State finished with a higher net by like 15 or 20 points than some of the last four in. And so I could see from there, I was like, hey, we, um, we did well according to this formula that y'all invented. And I'm not saying like always the highest net teams have to go, but I would want an explanation on like how did, how are we higher in net by 15 or 20 points than some of these teams that got in ahead of us? Yeah. By the way, the Lady Raiders are going to the women's NIT. Are we hosting? Uh, I've not seen that yet. They are not the automatic qualifier from the Big 12. That was Kansas finished ahead of you in the seeding, but as much as we kind of decried the men going to the NIT, I think that's really special for the women. Um, The women's NIT is more historic than the men's NIT, uh, at least later into the history. The men's NIT was actually, you know, it used to be more um, prestigious than the NCAA tournament, but it's certainly taken the backseat now. Uh, but I believe the men's NIT is 32 teams. The women's NIT is a full 64. And people are going to think I'm a hypocrite if they weren't paying attention to my reasoning earlier for why the men should not go to the NIT. The women's program is in a different place. You haven't been in the NCAA tournament since I think 2013. That's the last postseason period. So like this is a program that needs it. Um, the, The coaches and the players. And if Texas Tech hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in the last 10 years, the men's, I would say, yeah, let's take an NIT bid and learn how to play in the postseason. And a lot of people talking about how the freshmen need more growth in the, the men's side. I want it for these seniors. I want Bryn Gerlich and Bree Scott to go have a deep run in a tournament because they've earned it. They put in their dues on a, a couple of bad teams, and now they – have an opportunity to go deep into a tournament and maybe even host in Lubbock for a couple of times. And they have a head coach who is not under suspension. That's true. Full staff, actually. My whole logic about the men need to get their own house in order is true, and that's not the case on the women's side. Their house is in order. This is the tournament that they've qualified for. I think it's a good idea for them to go play in it. 
And by the way, I feel vindicated that Texas Tech Athletics Department agreed with me, apparently, by saying we're not going to play in the postseason. Yeah. Vindicated, huh? Selfish. I am wrong. <laughs> Swear I'm right. Bill Self uh, released from the hospital, according to the comments. Good. Uh, Arkansas, Illinois is a game that uh, the chat line is looking after. I, I really am intrigued by that game. I will watch that one. Uh, the WNIT bracket comes out tomorrow, but the the teams have been announced today. Do you want to talk through our search for a Big Twelve team to root for in the NCAA tournament, or do we need to do that off the air? No, let's uh, let's give the reasoning for the top three so everyone knows. Okay, I think it'd be easier. I mean, I will get into the reasoning for those three. Also, can give reasons for why others were eliminated. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. We'll go in the order they were eliminated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baylor was first. Yeah. I can't tell you how, how disappointing this was, Rob. We put out the bat signal telling every team in the Big 12, we're looking for a team to root for. We want to be on the bandwagon. Let us know. Mm-hmm. We got about that much engagement from Baylor fans. It's tough. No, I think technically there was like two or three replies, but in a sea of hundreds. Hundreds. And so I'm like – they just, I didn't even want to eliminate them that soon. I was going to draw it out and be like, our top five will be announced in X days. And that's a team before the bracket we thought was going to do well in the tournament. Yeah. And and a team that would be fun to watch really good at offense, not good at defense. Like I can get down with rooting for a team like that. We have for a long time. Yeah. Um, So that, that that was disappointing. Um, Baylor was never considered do better next time. Um, Kansas was next. It, it's just – it's strictly a case of we wanted somebody with some kind of underdog story, a chip on their shoulder. We're not going to pick a one seed that might be the odds-on favorite to win the whole thing, to repeat. It's just and, – and honestly, we got more engagement from Kansas fans than I was expecting. Um, so that's why Kansas was out. Next was TCU. For obvious reasons, they were never going to be picked. That's why any tweet about TCU had the hashtag trust the process. I was trying to signal to the fans that no, obviously we're not considering rooting for TCU in the tournament. You bozos. Um, TCU, the only team in the basketball NCAA tournament and the college football playoff. Yeah. Interesting. I just saw that tweet. I guess Michigan didn't make the tournament. Yeah. Um, which I'll, I'll say this too on TCU. I just kind of flamed them a little bit. I think things have gotten a lot better since the Brian Carrington incident. Yeah. So I, I think time heals all wounds. I, I wasn't ready to go there yet. So anyway, those three were never considered. And then we had Oklahoma State, unfortunately, just did not qualify. Um, I think they probably would have not made the top three anyway, just based on engagement and storylines. I wouldn't have been confident enough that they would even win the play-in game. Right. And so it's trying to balance. We want an underdog, but we also want somebody we can root for in more than one game. So that's how we arrived at the top three. Kansas State and Iowa State have always been elite fan bases on Twitter. I think friends of the Gauchos. And West Virginia, kind of a, a dark horse came out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah. Their fans, they want a piece of the Gauchos, it seems like. I'm going to be honest. I was way out on West Virginia. I I really, I don't like Bob Huggins. 
Um, and I hate Eric Stevenson as much as you can hate a, you know, a collegiate athlete. Sports hate. But I will say Eric Stevenson would be one of those guys that if he's on your team, you really like him. Uh, and if we do adopt West Virginia, they would be uh, our team. And I think I could really get behind Bob Huggins. And uh, the love has been real there from the West Virginia fans. And, you know, John Denver. John Denver, for the first time, I've seen their fan base say, hey, our our fan bases, our homes are a lot alike. Yep. You know, the, the West Texas people are a lot like West Virginians. Um, and I'll say this, this might be a hot take. I was not offended by Eric Stevenson's comment. I mean, you, it was true. It just, why say it? I, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he just lost. I wouldn't have said it, but I also was like, I mean, he's right. Like, go ahead and take a peek at the standings. I mostly was talking about um, just the way he plays the game. It's kind of a goober. That's fair. But I would love it. That's like uh, like Ian Kinsler or J.J. Redick. Um, yeah. y- you hate those guys because they play so hard and are just like in your face. And then it's like they're on your team and you're like, okay, I love them. Yeah. I- I'm going to say this too, and-, and I mean this sincerely. I'm not leaning into the bit here. It's going to be hard to choose one because <laughs> like – I've actually grown to really love all three. Um, and now I'm like, I'm, I'm just making this up. Like if we don't pick West Virginia, we don't pick Iowa state. I'm like worried about the backlash. And it, I, I think I texted you this. I was like, I don't know how actual prospects do this. Like who have relationships with yeah. coaches on staff. And then you got to say like, man, I really do love all three or four of these schools, but I have to pick one. I have a, um, I have a top two. Are you, are we releasing that publicly? I wonder if our top twos are the same. I think we both have West Virginia in our top two. I think so. And I, I think, think you could. Fair. I think you could garner my other top choice. I'll, I'll say this as well. Um, in full transparency, I had an edit made because you know I've made alternate Gauchos logos um, for every fan base, every color scheme. Right. And I was like, I think I know how this is going to go. We're not going to be able to decide between Kansas State and Iowa State. And so we're going to pick both. Yeah. And I made one that's half purple and silver. The farm again. Cardinal and maize. And I was like, I was like, we're going to just draw this out for the engagement, whatever. And then we'll pick both Iowa State and Kansas State. West Virginia's made me consider. And I'm like, those damn Mountaineers. And I'm like, can we pick all three? That feels like we're not committing at all i don't know i think west virginia's made this tougher than than i thought um something that was going to be a big selling point for me and you and i might value different things in this in our recruiting process was a merch swap because i want like what you're rocking right now a cool kansas state lid uh I'll, i'll say this i really wanted some lavender merch I like that accent color for K-State. They're the only school among our top three that has not offered a merch swap. So I think that's hurting their standing a little bit right now. I did notice you were sending off a bunch of uh, Gauchos merch. Is that Where's that uh, money coming from? Is that, uh, is that coming out of the Gauchos phone? Yeah, that's Pinky, coming out of okay. the business account. All right. All right. <laughs> but we're getting stuff in return. So oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, I was just – yeah. <laughs> I just was seeing all the merch swap uh, DMs. Yeah. That's funny. I hope, man, I thought this was a good idea when we started it. I hope we don't become like 
public enemy number one for whichever fans we don't choose. I will say this. Iowa State fans are really good um, at understanding the game. They're really fun to talk trash to. And that actually could be a, a, a positive and a negative for them. Yeah. A positive just for them as human beings, but a negative for them to be chosen because we know they can take it if we don't choose them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've tweeted that. Like, so the first time you played them in Ames in basketball this season, they obliterated you. It was like 28, 32 points. I don't even remember how much they beat you by. 34. 34, yeah. I think. And I tweeted someone, I was like, this is the only school you can play and lose by 34 and have a good time with their fans on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Like, if we lost to Baylor or TCU by 34 Kansas, oh, brutal. I will just, like, put the phone away. Yeah. I'm, like, sitting there laughing on Twitter because Iowa State fans are so great. And then the opposite is also true. You have the largest comeback in Big 12 history against them. And their fans are, like, upset, but they take it in stride. Like, yeah. They meme with you. They joke with you. I was like, this is really an elite Twitter fan base. It really is. As far as the bracket goes, I actually really like West Virginia's draw. If they can get through Maryland, I think they can beat Alabama. And we saw what happened the one time Alabama played a Big 12 school, and that was no. the worst Big 12 school. No. And Oklahoma hammered them. Um, you know, just depends if they uh, bring their shooters. Alabama. Hey, that reminds me, this might be an insensitive uh, segue, but Barnett Howard and Williams is one of our sponsors. <laughs> BHWLawFirm.com, three Texas Tech grads, double Texas Tech grads. Hopefully you're not in any kind of serious trouble, but, you know, personal injury, criminal defense, family law, they can do it all. And uh, they were sponsors throughout the season of the People's Post game. Fortunately, no more post games for Texas Tech. So we appreciate Barnett, Howard, and Williams on the court. It's basketball season off the court or in court. That was a – sorry, I screwed that up. BHWLawFirm.com. Sorry, I was giving you uh, comments while you were doing that. Yeah, I was – I'm not even going to blame it on the comments. I think I just screwed that up on my own. That's right. Uh, Ryan says whoever gives us the most free stuff should uh, be who we choose. Well, none of it's been free. It's all been swaps. That's true. Because, you know, hey, if we're trying to go in four time zones, just like Brett Yormark, we got to get Gaucho's gear out there. If there was a future Big 12 school you would want to go for, would it be Arizona? Yes. Yeah, I like Arizona. I spent some time in Tucson last year. Really liked it. I like their vibe. I like their fan base. Their fan base is not like snooty Pac-12. They seem pretty open to the Big 12. And you have a good history with them in the border conference. You've played them in football, I think, 26 times. Um, you can fact check me on that. But, it, you know, very few of those in my lifetime. But I, I'm, a, I'm an appreciator of history. And so, yeah, I like Arizona. I, I think I'll be pulling for them. Um, you know, it's kind of fun. In some ways, when Texas Tech isn't in it, because you can just root for the Cinderellas, and like, I think you and I are both rooting for UC Santa Barbara, and you can pick a team like Arizona or Xavier if you want Sean Miller to be the next head coach. You can pick a Big 12 team. So 
So anyway, yeah, it's kind of fun to have multiple teams instead of just one. You have played Arizona 33 times. Oh, wow. Texas Tech has 26 wins. That was the 26 number. Oh, wow. I I thought it was like 21 to 4 or something. Or 26, 5, and 2. Wow. Okay, cool. Even more history than I thought. Bring it back. But they're uh, 1 and 0 since 1990. Yeah, you beat I, think, him I guess that's you one beat time him you played in '89. Matt Will's first season, you went to Tucson and couldn't move the ball. That was his, uh, s- yeah, first season. Yeah, I kind of thought that was 2020, but you didn't play him in 2020 because you only played Houston Baptist. Yeah, they, they they still owe us a return trip. We'll do it as Big Twelve foes. Yeah. Big Hen says, "Can't wait for Oregon State. Huge addition to the Big 12. It spreads. Uh, Ryan says, go Aztecs. Future Big 12 school, San Diego State. All right, anything else on the uh, tournament or otherwise? Coaching search, I think we've covered it all. I think so, too. We'll need to get to the Diversified Lenders mailbag. Yes. But before we do, Rob, I made some burgers today on a new grill. Uh, it's one of those like flat-top grills. It's like real portable. You can take it camping. So not like the full setup. And I think I did okay given the circumstances, but I was nervous it wasn't going to turn out well. If I wanted the best burger I've ever had, I'm actually going to Rahino Barbecue. Did you see that tweet of that guy eating barbecue in Virginia? Yes, with the macaroni noodles. Yes. I With no cheese? I, I think the good Lord above every day that that we're West Texans and we can go eat Rahino barbecue. RahinoBBQ.com. Hit them up on social at RahinoBBQ. Big Hen's mad I didn't invite him to the cookout. It wasn't that good, Big Hen. It was like a very mid burger. Um, yeah, was the it line a griddle? Long? What? Was it a griddle? So I was just trying to finish the ad read for the people who pay us for airtime here. What was up? Go ahead. <laughs> the lines are long because the barbecue is so good. Um, get there early or order ahead of time, RahinoBBQ.com for the best barbecue in West Texas. Now, sorry, Rob, what were you asking me about? I was just asking you about your grill. Was it a griddle? Was it a flat top? Yeah. Like a, um, was it Blackstone? Yes, I think so. Okay. I didn't know you had one of those. I just got it on Friday. Welcome to the family. I love those things. Yeah. Yeah, Have you done a full breakfast yet? No, I think that's – oh, I want yeah. like scramble some eggs on there, make some pancakes. Hash browns are great on there. Yeah. Yeah. The shredded hash browns. Yeah. Um, Tech baseball in two minutes. They beat Iowa two to three uh, in the – two to one in the series, two out of three. Uh, but Dylan Carter unconfirmed breaks his hand today, diving into a wall. Um, not good. He hit, put, two, he hit two home runs on Friday, another one today. Of course, you yeah. lost uh, the Sunday game today. Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, do you put Harrelson in center field and then Washburn in right? Defensively, you put Jarrett Curtis in center field and leave Harrelson where he is. I would say offensively you do what you say, but Washburn's hitting 058. Yeah, I'm just... He started, I think, just about every game in right field last year. So 
It'll be interesting to see what they do. Man, bad injury luck. He's having a great season early in the year. Um, he's always been great in the field, but he was seeing a lot better at the plate, um, driving the ball with a lot of power, a ton of RBIs. So that sucks. And I don't, you know, I know a break can be four weeks or it can be eight weeks. I hope he can get back at some point this season, depending on the severity. Um, and that he doesn't lose some of that momentum because he was playing really well. You also have some some pitching due back at, at some point. I have no idea on the timeline. Uh, th- I think the bullpen has been really good, but you're still missing maybe your best arm out of the bullpen, Derek Bridges. And then Bo Blessy was slated to be your Sunday starter this season. And uh, if if we think Girton has settled in as the Friday starter, and of course Molina solidified himself as the Saturday starter, that's kind of the only piece of starting pitching that you're missing right now. Um, and would allow a guy like uh, Kyle Robinson to come out of the bullpen where I think he's been stronger in that spot versus starting the game. So I, I still feel really good about this team. The bats are really good. You've lost three games, all three to, you know, fairly high-level opponents, and all of them either by one run or in extra innings. And so you're not getting totally outmatched by anybody. In the baseball Baseball fans understand baseball, but in college you have what uh, well what Ryan Hyatt calls a football guy, who kind of just chimes in every once in a while after a loss and doesn't know what happened. You won the series, and there are three game series in baseball. It's a full weekend, so you didn't just lose this game; you won the series. Your RPI skyrocketed yeah. because you. Didn't have a ton in the way of strength of schedule, and Iowa was a top 25 opponent. Um, so, yeah, I think two out of three is chalk. Like, if they took one out of three, I'd be a little bit disappointed. Felt like you left some meat on the bone, and a sweep would have been really, really good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm not griping about two out of three. I think you missed some opportunities today to make that a sweep, so that always kind of stings. Yeah. But, you know, from our preview with Tech Hoops guy, you know, he said that Iowa's pitcher on Saturday is maybe the best arm you'll see all season. Um, and you handled it fairly well. Like, I mean, he, he did, I wouldn't say he shut you down. He, he limited you, but you got him to throw enough pitches through six or seven right. that you forced him into the bullpen at some point and then scored enough runs to win the game. Um, you also had a little bit of bad luck. Like, you got caught stealing home. You, had, you got thrown out of the second on the leadoff at bat of the game. And then you got hosed on a ground rule double that would have been an RBI for sure. It might have been a triple. And so all that, I felt like you, for the most part, all things considered, you hit him pretty well. Yeah, and today there were some questionable calls that kind of ruined a couple of momentum spots. Uh, you got called, you got a strikeout on Hudson White not getting back into the box on time, which is wild to me, but is what it is. Um, have you watched any of the World Baseball Classic? Team USA won game one, but I just have uh, a one note for you. Andre Satoria, the 5'8 starter for Czechoslovakia, uh, works as a technician for an electric company in, the, in his day job, and he struck out four players from Japan today whilst never throwing harder than 79.3. One of those strikeouts was Shohei Otani. Wow. 5'8", throwing 79, electrician in the World Baseball Classic. I love the World Baseball Classic. So 
that's cool, and it's also bad, and I'm going to explain why. It's cool because that guy's going to be like 68 years old someday in a bar. Yeah. And Czechoslovakia would be like, dude, I struck out Shohei Otani, who by that time will be in like the Hall of Fame. Yep. The bad part is every schmuck like me who's like a electrician or desk jockey is like, oh, yeah, I could I could strike out Shohei Otani. <laughs> it's like, look, if that yeah. guy can do it, I can do it. If you pitched to all nine of the Texas Tech lineup, how many outs would you get? How much time do I have to prepare? We'll give you tomorrow. No, no. Let's say you get uh, a month. So, like, you're asking, how would it go if I got if I pitched through the whole lineup? Yeah, I think I would luck my way into a couple of outs. Because, I mean, you see this in major league games where, like, the first baseman goes and pitches and they just, like, pop out or whatever. Uh-huh. I think I could maybe luck my way into some of those. Could you get um, out of an inning before the lineup turned over? Man, <laughs> if you gave me even odds, I would say no. Okay. I was just wondering what you uh, what you would say there. All right, the Diversified Lenders Mailbag brought to you by Diversified Lenders. If you need to turn your accounts receivable into cold hard cash, call Diversified Lenders. Uh, Red Raider owned and operated. Two I generations. Think I, would also, I would I would walk too many of them. Like they would just quit oh, yeah. swinging because I wouldn't throw strikes. They wouldn't have to swing a, a single time. I would just walk nine straight. Yeah. Uh, start bench cut movie uncles. Uncle Jesse. Uh, Scar. Or Uncle Ben um, from Spider Man. You, you have to cut Scar, right? To give it's him the Scar, bad dude. I was I was Team Simba in that movie. Sure. Um, I was Team Pumbaa. I'll start Uncle Ben. And I was a young warthog. And bench Jesse. I'm surprised nobody's memed me and you as Timon and Pumbaa yet. What a, are you? It's coming now. What makes you say that? <laughs> Which one would I be? Uh, how about this? Uncle Jesse, Uncle Buck, Uncle Ben. Start Ben. I don't know. I don't remember Uncle Buck that well. John Candy. Yeah. Does the giant pancake? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of cool on Uncle Jesse, so I'll, I'll bench buck cut Jesse. Start, bench, cut, axe, bits, or gigs? I guess I'm starting bits for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about gigs versus axe. Final answer. I would uh, start bits, bench gigs. Though, you know what? I should probably start acts. I was a state champion duet actor in uh, high school. How about that? Getting to know the gauchos. Getting to know the gauchos. We did a comedy. I wore a short tie to uh, up the comedic factor. I did a, um, since we're doing getting to know the gauchos in, I think, seventh grade, maybe eighth grade at the school talent show, me and my friends did a like choreographed dance to... Pop by InSync. Mm. It was brutal. <laughs>
Uh, it's really good. What you got to realize? Da, 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 da. Not a trend. We got the gift of melody. We got the gift of we'll melody. Do it till the end. <laughs> Man, I'm tired of singing. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> this is pop. Um Starbench Cut legalized weed, legalized gambling, or the end of daylight saving time. Well, this is the gambling gauchos, so I'll start gambling. I don't know if I'm sold on daylight saving time, so I'll bench that and then I'll cut legalized marijuana. Um, since that's illegal. But if I did get caught with marijuana, I would call Barnett, Howard, and Williams. Uh, I would start weed, bench gambling. Smoke weed every day. Boom. God dang, that's going on no context. <laughs> I, I have to be careful about the that. Whole, the whole last five minutes we're probably going to see in about a couple of weeks. Great. Uh, over under three. <laughs> over under I hope three. My, I hope my employer sees that. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Uh, over under three and a half home runs for Hester this year. He has three total in his career. I'll go under. Didn't he uh, hit one today? No, I don't think he did. They all. I. I. Uh, by the way, I have the worst tan line. I wore a long sleeve shirt, and so it was like up by my elbow. Also, I. I didn't wear my watch today, so I like my white. Anyways. Um, you need a game-winning three-point shot. Which Texas Tech basketball player of all time are you giving the ball to? Mm. Three-point shot. Alan Voskel. Oh, Tad, we'll get there. I'm almost inclined to say Bryson Williams. Interesting. Daryl Dora hit a couple of uh, clutch ones against Kansas. Yeah, that's... Recency bias. Davide, 2019, Big 12 Davide. Yeah, I think Davide would be. Brandon, you know what? Brandon I'm Francis. Changing my answer to Davide. The two he hit versus Gonzaga in the Elite Eight shows me he can do it in a big spot. Keenan Evans. Yeah, n- not as much of a, of a three-point shooter, but super clutch gene. Super clutch. Wait, who, Alan has the right, who has the right to ask these questions in the mailbag? Uh, Picadors. They uh, want to go and become a Picador. If you're listening to this, you can. Patreon.com slash gauchos. There's also a backlog of lots of interviews, including a tell-all on the men's basketball season where we talk about what we've heard allegedly happened all year long uh, going back to even last year. Matt Mooney, Jarrett Culver. I'd like Moon Swag there too. Uh, let's see. Odds on favor to be the next head coach at this point? McCasland. McCasland. Uh, he also says a list with odds of the candidates being the guy. Um, I think instead of doing that live, we could probably come up with that and put it out. We'll put that in the Discord. Yeah. I think that would we be better get, than... If, if he's willing, we should get Tech Hoops guys yeah. help with that. He'd be a good handicapper. Uh, how many five-year-olds could you beat up before going down? I'm not going to answer that. I think we've done something similar to that. 
Yeah, I think Chuck asks about nine-year-olds. Yeah, first graders maybe? Maybe that's what it is. Would you rather fight 100 chicken-sized T-Rexes or one T-Rex-sized chicken? T-Rex-sized chicken would be a problem. Could probably swallow yeah. you whole. The, 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 the talons, that's going to be a problem. Do chickens have large talons? I feel like a T-Rex that small is probably not a problem. Uh, Mean Max says, can I come on the podcast as a guest? Um, maybe. Who are you? Mean Mac? McKenzie Means? Yeah. Oh, okay. No? <laughs> uh, if sure. Oral Roberts makes the final four, what's the over-under on how many newborns in Oklahoma will be named Oral? Not answering that. That's a, a Oral Hershiser is the only Oral I know. You ever come across oral a Roberts. Oral? Well, yeah, I guess he was a man before he got the name of a university bestowed after him. Mm-hmm. You don't know any other Orals? Orville Redenbacher. Orville, that's a V, yeah. not Oral. Yeah, but Oral Hershiser is also not spelled the same as Oral Roberts, I don't think. Oh, is it not? Thoughts on Oral? There's the Baltimore As Orioles. That's true. Orioles. Hmm? Huh? I said thoughts yeah. on Oral as a name. You wouldn't want that name? Um, no. I feel like you're struggling with that question a little bit. No, I think you cut out for a second, and I missed that you even asked it in the first oh. place. That, that could have been... You You were freezing a little bit. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Uh, somebody else asked if you were standing in a closet. Are you standing up right now, or are you on a, a stool? What do you think? I, th- I thought you were standing up earlier, um, mm-hmm. but then I thought you were on a stool, maybe. I think you're on a like a bar stool. Standing. Ah, you are. Standing my ground. And then your computer's just on the tallest... Uh, what do you counter? Uh, what do you, what's happening there? So <laughs> there's get four tour? stools. What? Can we get a tour? Yeah, I'll um, yeah. There's four stools, and on top of the stools is a box from Home Depot. Yeah, because I'm moving. Then on top of the box is like a standing desk thing, and then my laptop is on top of that. So I'm eye level with the laptop. But you are standing. Yeah. I thought you were early and then and then I thought you might be uh sitting on a stool. Yeah, I'm not in a closet either. I'm in a podcast studio. That is true. It's a very nice one. I liked the uh the uh foam you put up. We had the black and blue uh at the original studio there for a while. Yeah. But we are the Red Raiders. Well, we aren't. We're a Big 12 podcast. I don't know if you've figured that out yet. Hey, dude, the Big 12, the literal Big 12 conference put a screenshot of one of our tweets in their video or, or tweet. So That's true. We're a literal Big 12 podcast. Well, Texas Tech has uh, used a few of our things as well, just haven't credited us. Yeah. Nice billboards, guys. Yeah. Uh, we congratulated Big Hen for his 2022 Picador of the Year trophy. 
Um, we didn't release yeah, that. I've been, but. I've been thinking about this. Well, first off, somebody on Twitter accused us of being too clickish, which, like, we do have a, a tight circle. Um, yeah. But everybody has a Twitter circle. Like, they were, everybody was posting right. their own. Yeah. But also, anybody's welcome to be a part of that circle. Like, yeah. How do they do that? Yeah. Patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. Or just interact with us on Twitter or YouTube or wherever. Um, but anyway, I was going to float the idea of like a picador of the week, but I don't want anybody to get their feelings hurt if they don't get picked. But it, we have not made, just to clarify here, Big Hen is not picador of the year. That is not. Well, he was in 2022. Says who? Oh, we did. We, you know, we had all those gauchy awards. We were going to do the gauchies in January, yeah. then we decided to do them in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to do like the Espies spinoff or the Dundies spinoff, but uh, yeah. we have the gauchies. So that's uh, something. Maybe uh, since we didn't say it publicly, it just didn't happen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the picador of the year is uh, all the memories we gained along the way. Yeah, we got fifteen trophy reactions to picador of the week, though. So I think the picadors won it. Let's do it. Hey, but we have to follow through because you and I were going to do like the fat fleet of the week. Thing. Yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah. It fizzled out after like week four. Well, there aren't enough. Uh, there weren't enough. Like, it. I hear you. You got to come up with enough fast. Like a fat guy doesn't score a touchdown every week. Right. So you got to find. Uh, maybe we do that like fast lead of the month. Surely we can find one for the month. Yeah. We have a lot of bits that uh, did not quite take off like we wanted them to. Like what? I don't know. Uh, Matty says he can't wait to win the hottest employee award. You see this one? Everyone knows Picador of the Year is a media-driven award anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Picador you'd call for advice. Picador you'd call from jail. And Picador you'd call to hide the body. Okay, that is a little dark. Um, Yeah. Let's see here. I've got an immediate answer. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I'm calling Briggsy to get out of jail. Same. That's what I thought. And and it's not even because, like, I feel like he would have connections to do that, which he might, but I just feel like he's so reliable. Yeah. Maybe, like, like no questions asked. Yeah, like, I'll come get you. Yeah. Also, my dad is is a picador, so maybe that's the easy answer, but I was thinking Briggsy. Now, who would I call for advice? I mean, it depends on what. Like, Big Hen helped me with a plumbing issue. Yeah. Um, I feel like Jody would be good for certain kinds of advice. If I was like, hey, man, how do I troll somebody into oblivion? Right. right. <laughs> like Ross has a – or Chuck has a solid head on his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck's a good one. Chuck McElroy. Um, oh, no, I've got it. Advice on anything? I'm calling Mateo Nomeo. Maddie would be in jail with you, Big Hint says. Yeah. I mean, he's just so um, reliable and not erratic. Yeah. Not a liability. Consistent is uh, Maddie. Yes. yes. Um, I will say to hide a body, uh, Mean Mac, who commented again, 
has volunteered herself to to help hide a body, which I thought was a little interesting. Uh, she says, I, I listen to a lot of true crime, crime podcasts. Um, please feel free to hit me up for any body disposals. That's a little unsettling, but interesting. That, yeah, that kind of reminds me of like when Breaking Bad was real popular. Yeah. And I was like, do we need to ask questions as a society of like, they're literally showing you how to make meth on this show, and now a bunch of jokers are just going to try this in their garage? Well, I mean, everybody knew Sudafed and, uh, well, maybe not everybody. <laughs> Would you do six months in Huntsville for a Texas Tech football national championship? No. No. <laughs> no, I would not. Not even close. In Huntsville? Start bench cut from most likely to happen to least fathomable. Texas losing to A&M in the round of 32. West Virginia beating Alabama. Kansas State Elite Eight run. I think all of those are doable. I think A&M winning is the most likely. I think West Virginia upset is the second most likely. And K-State Elite Eight, I just don't know. I've seen their fans who know a lot more about their basketball team than I do. They're worried about – they're even worried about that three versus 14 because the 14 seed they're playing has three post players that average double-digit points, and that's apparently been their Achilles heel all season. And then Kentucky, of course, has – she boy, so I think they're like sweating a Sweet Sixteen appearance, much less Elite Eight. I mean, they're no uh, Peacocks. Who's the team that beat K- uh, Kentucky last year? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Uh, Swamp Donkey says, "I've got my spot to dispose of a body if I ever needed it." Told my wife about it. It's a spot in the middle of nowhere. And not a spot like here's this country road, county road. I think it's pretty creative. Why? Why would you? Why would you self-incriminate in the the Discord? What, what are we doing? That's crazy. Oh, uh, and then well, yeah. If you're paving a road, call him for advice. True. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. They're quick. Who made oh that? Oh my god, big hit. Okay, he can win Pick a Door of the Week. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think he got the faces wrong, but... No, he got that's them exactly good. right. That oh, is that what good. you would say? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I talk more like Timon, but look more like Pumbaa. Final thoughts? My final thought is that I love what Brett Yormark is doing, not just in the way of aggressive expansion, but he's a guy who clearly knows from his background how to make an experience customized, entertaining, engaging. Now, look, I know that the the Wabash Cannon Dog maybe wasn't all it was cracked up to be, but the fact that they tried to get a unique menu item for every team, that they got DJ Diesel, which, by the way, the turnout for Shaq was... Insane. insane. Uh, look like a World Cup watch party or something. Is awesome. And like he's just getting started. This is his first Big 12 tournament. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what this looks like in three to five years when he's got all these ideas for football season, basketball. I uh, just think he's thinking outside the box on all this. And I love it. Even if that hot dog looked gross, at least we're trying and we can 
work on the Wabash Cannon Dog for next year. Two things. First, what are your thoughts on turning Big 12 Media Day in the summer into a fan fest? I, I'm, I'm for trying just about anything. And, like, I don't want sports to get too gimmicky. But, like, in college football specifically, I'm for stuff like week zero games. And, like, it's a gimmicky for Nebraska and Northwestern to go to Ireland. But I watched. Millions of other people watched. And so if Brad Yormark wants to have like a, a Saturday afternoon and a Saturday night game at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas in week zero, let's do it. And if he wants to, you know, revamp media day so that it looks totally different than SEC or Big Ten media days, let's try it. And if it yeah, if it turns out as bad as the Wabash Cannon Dog, then you try something different the next year. But I don't think you have much to lose. And no. A lot of the stuff that he's hitting on, like that DJ Diesel thing, was a huge success. And so I'm all for experimenting. You know, you're not in a position like the Big Ten or SEC where you can rest on your laurels. Like, you have to try to create engaging experiences for your fan base and do something new, do something different. So, I mean, I think within reason, I applaud just about any effort to do something creative. Yeah, have a, have a couple of concerts just like you did during the Big 12 Media Days yeah. or uh, Big 12 tournament uh do some meet and greets with with the the players that are there well, uh, allow be, allow fans be, to ask a question or two during the, yeah, the press conferences floated like for the dust bowl um play the game in the afternoon and then have a concert yeah. with one lubbock guy one oklahoma guy um it, all these are just random examples but there are if hey k-state versus iowa state in a field of dreams style farmageddon oh yeah let's do it wheat up on one sideline, corn on the other. Yeah. I don't know where the fans are sitting, but I love it. <laughs> maybe yeah. you do maybe you do wheat to the fifty and then corn to the fifty or to the goal line. Yeah. Beautiful. Back to the way. All right, the other thing, nobody said anything about a mustache. I'm a little upset. I thought it was looking pretty good today. <laughs> I, I got a new haircut too and nobody said anything. So Yeah. Well your hair always looks good. I think my mustache is a little better than normal today. I don't know. All right. That's all I got, man. Cool. When are we going to announce our our Big 12 team? We're, we do have the top three, right? Because you – okay. Yeah, that's been announced. Are you prepared to go to a top two right now live? I think that we should announce the winner from the top three. Okay. I don't think we should eliminate anybody else. We should just – whenever we pick the finalists, we announce it. But okay. I think we should stay at three until the final decision. Tuesday? Tournament starts Thursday. Playing games Wednesday night. You want to announce yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday at uh, 8 p.m. Central? 8.06. 8.06 p.m. Central? Let's do it. And and you and I have not decided yet. We've not. So we need to deliberate in-house. We're going to consult the Picadors. Um, which, by the way, Rob? Yeah? A lot of people not open-minded to this idea at all. They're like, oh, I'm a tech fan. That's the only school I root for. Okay, that, really. that's fair. Yeah. Um, you don't have to come on this journey with us. We're not making you. But true. Um, we want to have a little bit of skin in the game during March Madness. We want to get to know some fans from around the conference. And this is a way for us to engage them and who knows, maybe go along for for quite the ride here. So I get it. If some people 
don't want to pick any school or any, you know, only root for Kansas State or whatever, that, hey, you can root for whoever you want to. But uh, we're, we're going to pick somebody based on the criteria that we've laid out and welcome you to join us, but you don't have to. Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. I also appreciate you not trying to come off as creepy because uh, Dwayne is a little bit creepy. Uh, but I like him. I like Dwayne. I I uh, I do. He said earlier that he felt like uh, you and I and and him have gotten closer because of these streams, and I I agree. I feel close with all our fans. And uh, I was in Houston, and somebody said, "Oh, I saw you, but I didn't want to come up and be creepy because come up, come see us." Uh, some twins came and met me uh, on Friday. Said they enjoyed the program. Uh, and then I met the old guy today who had no idea who I was, but just like the Gambling Gauchos hat. And then uh, Mr. Blessy, who just asked if I was a big fan of the Gauchos. I said, well, I mean, I am a fan of the Gauchos, but uh, I'm also a part of them. You were it, born it, into now, it. No, it wasn't twins like that. It was, no, now hold on, guy. It was two uh, young gentlemen. Rob Dog. No, 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 no. It was two young, <laughs> it was two young gentlemen. Uh, yeah, and twins. <laughs> no, no. No, it was uh, two young gentlemen twins, yeah. <laughs> that comment is perfect. No, 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 no. Not like that. <laughs> I will say this. People can knock us for for trying to make inroads with other Big 12 fan bases. Yeah. But when you and I, over the next couple of years, when we make it to Stillwater and Manhattan and Provo? That, Provo. There's gonna be an ice cold beer with our name on it at a tailgate, and we're gonna be we're gonna be in good hands when we start traveling to all these Big Twelve schools. It's true. Make them say no. <laughs> that is too much. I think we need to get out of here on that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I uh, I am very excited. And by the way, I know we're a Texas Tech fans, but we uh, we like the Big Twelve. And we want the Big 12 to be successful, and we're going to be pro-Big 12 as long as we can. I think that's the other thing. I don't know how many of our listeners are from these top three fan bases we've identified. I'm just using this as an example because you're wearing their hat. But if we don't pick Kansas State, you think I'm rooting for Kentucky over Kansas State in the second round? No, I'm rooting no. for K-State. So, like, we're still going to be pulling for all of y'all. Uh, now, Baylor and TCU, eh. But, like, K-State, Iowa State, West Virginia, yeah. Arizona. Arizona State. Oh, okay. We're going to end on this note. Steven Stevens, the last comment on YouTube, it all starts in Laramie. This dude is so focused on game one. I love that. And we will be in Laramie to beat the Cowboys. I just love that, man. Like, dude, it's mid-March. We just hit daylight savings time, and Steven Stevens is locked in on the Wyoming Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right. All Take right. us out. Love you all.